Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On Giddy Up, the Weekend Review with Dean Watling, Julian Valance and Jack Dickens. What a team. Let's welcome in the team. Once again, Dicko has spoken when not asked and he joins <laughs> us now. Hello to you, Jack Dickens. Good morning, boys. What a weekend's racing. Yes. What a weekend's sport. It's, uh, I'm excited. Now, if you, you can see Dino... On Can't, Zoom? Cannot see him. How would All I be right, able to see then him? We'll make sure you don't speak over anyone today because I know that you're excited. When you're excited, you just lose control. I have adult ADHD, Gareth, and I'll just Correct. do my best. Well, mate. that's why we all take medication for that, Dick. Well, I don't. I just let it, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll let it, I'll just let it be what you'll it wants to, come to be. To my, you do you. You'll have to come to my psychologist. Jules Valance, <laughs> hello to you. G'day, Gareth. G'day, Dicko. G'day, Dino. Dino, good morning. Morning, fellas, and morning to the listeners. What did we learn? I'm looking forward to this. Let's start with Jules because he's the most senior and probably Ooh. the man with the most Ooh. points on the board so far throughout his illustrious career. So you can kick off proceedings, Jules. Well, what did we learn? Well, we learned. <laughs> oh, that's a great start. I'm going to say with what we learned is also my please explain. Can someone um, explain to me mm-hmm. the world pool is the takeout, not 14.5%, which it usually is. Are the tab actually taking seventeen and a half percent? So they're taking an extra three percent off the punters. Can someone please explain that to me? Um, because well, all I could the... hear about was that the whirlpool whirlpool was great for punters, and if it's the case that they're taking seventeen and a half versus fourteen and a half, me not think I'll, that's I'll, so good. I'll just tap out right now because for the, for the lead up to this meeting, and they kept talking about the whirlpool. I thought it was like a new whirl, like a whirlpool <laughs> at Flemington. You know how they have the pool at Caulfield. The swimming pool. It was I thought it was good to see how much I care. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the world pool. Now that percentage, you might be right, but I, I don't. And this is the thing. I actually don't know. So, the my belief is that it possibly is seventeen and a half, which is not great for the punters. But I need to be someone to come out and tell me that aren't because great for the punters, the percentage that you bet. So what's well, the just hey, be we're careful doing our best. What you, what, what, yeah. Tell me, tell me what what, what would we bet? What would we bet in the? I don't know. What did you bet? About 110, 111, I think at the death. Okay. Mm, is exactly right. Despite all the taxes. Yes. How much can you get on in the whirlpool? I can have a hundred thousand dollars in the whirlpool. Yeah, you can I? have a hundred thousand with me, Gary. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you you that. can have two hundred thousand yeah. with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, give me a spell. Can have his hundred with me as well. I think the whirlpool is. I think I can understand the takeout, but and the I, but I don't. Here's that, my point. I don't know what the takeout yeah. is. Someone needs to come out and say yeah. this is what it is, so the punters are fully aware you, of what we're betting into. But That's do you agree that the whirlpool is? Do you agree that a strong tote is important for racing? One hundred percent, a strong tote is yep. absolutely. Of course, it is. But I want to know the all facts and figures about it before yep. we start saying it's the greatest thing. It's good for uh, the exotics. Ever. All right, then. We don't usually go through the political side of racing, but sometimes that's important because... Well, the punters need to know what they're betting into, don't they? This is the point about where racing's starting to lose the why people aren't betting into racing is because we don't know what we're actually betting into. You know, sport is taking so much of the pie because, hey, it's head-to-head. Team A versus Team B. It's pretty simple. Racing's always had so many variables and always very, very tricky, and you need to educate. Well, we need to also be... Uh, aware of what the punters are actually betting into. And if, if I don't know, and I'm not saying 
uh, I should know everything, but um, I would hope that I would be able to know if we're betting into 14 and a half versus seven. Do you know and what and I'm half. going to do for you tomorrow? I only get Sam Natai, who's the boss of the world pool, does the wagering to Hong the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Very smart operator, Sam. We'll see if we can get him on the show tomorrow for Hong Kong Corner. Sweet. And to explain that, um, explain that for you, Jules. What else did you learn? Oh no, that's enough. What about nature's trip? Um, did we learn anything else from him? Not really. I mean, he's he's, he's I think he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, what I did. The thing about nature's trip is the big guys still wanted to be with him, so mm, they're still they're still trusting the number that he had. I think now they will realise that they're going to happy to be taking him on. I don't think they're going to have him. Um, they're not going to be as solid with him next start. I just am a firm believer. I mean, I was with him on Saturday, so I can't, you know, throw everything out and say, yeah, I got it right. I, I didn't. I thought he was going to win the race. Um, I think I've always thought this, that he's the best wet tracker in the world. And I feel like he needs a wet track now to be competitive with these sprinters. So and these sprinters aren't, Awesome, are they? He's just well, not going anywhere near the numbers that he was doing. So well, this is nowhere near. Conversation, it. and you start like talking about cool and gutter. So, and Jamie Carr kind of articulated this after the race. To my mind, that horse has just been really well placed. Was up earlier than other horses. So you're always a bit dismissive of of the wins that she had. Like she she won a Group Three on debut. She won another Group Three. Then she won the Magic Millions. Like bang, bang, bang. Started favourite in the Golden Slipper. Then she was playing first up in a Group One. Then she pinched a Moya. It looked like. Then she was good against the boys, but her own age down the straight. She's come out on Saturday and run a proper Group One number, and beaten the best horse in the world, the best sprinter in the world. He's gone just under three lengths worse than he went in the same race last year. So that's where the the grey up for the data people like us is going to come. But he, the market, like Jules said, wanted to be with him. I liked him. Jules liked him. The market liked him. So he's got that SP profile. So people like you who think he's a champion still. I think you're entitled to, and I reckon you're going to get a fair price, probably plus $3 in the TJ, and it's going to be like a real dilemma for punters. Let's hear what Chris Waller had to say after the race, and I'll come to you, Dino. Both sort of agree he's probably 5 10% off his best. It's as simple as that. Um, every part of the race was he was happy with. James just said he may have felt the track a little bit. Um, that's the only, only excuse other than he's just not quite at his best. So uh, go home. Uh, regroup, as they say, and uh, see if we can find anything wrong with him to start with. If not, he'll be up to 1,200 metres. He's just lost a bit of that absolute speed that he's had in the past. Dano, what do you think of Nature's trip? Yeah, I thought, sadly, he's probably not come back the same horse. I think with his racing pattern, the way he wins his races, you've got to be at your best to be winning that way. He breaks their hearts early in that middle stage and then clings on late. I don't think you can be sort of off your game a touch in that group one level and still win. And I think we saw that. I think as soon as you see him off the bit, at sort of the 400 meter mark. You sort of put a pen straight through him. He's not that horse that can sort of stick on and grind to the line. He's either won it or he hasn't won it at the 400 meter mark. So I think with that racing pattern, boys, you can't be hiding anywhere. So I'm concerned unless, um, like Jules mentioned, he gets on a really wet track and sort of plays into his hands. Now, can I do my please explain while we're talking about nature's trip, Jules? Go for it. So I went through, look how neat this handwriting is, Jules. You happy with that? Hieroglyphic. Yeah. So I went through all of his <laughs> races and what tracks he competed on and what prices he started and um, how he finished. So when it comes to group ones, he's competed in 22 group ones. And on six occasions, he's been 
an odds on favourite, only won once as an odds on favourite. His record between $2 and $2.50 is only fair. But when he gets after $3, um, he's basically unbeaten. The only time he got defeated between, say, 3 and four fifty was second in a VRC um, classic. But apart from that, he's won an Everest. He's dominated a TJ Smith. So that's usually second or third up in his preparation when he started at that price. He did start four forty to win a Lightning one day. That was first up. So that profile suggests to me, as this this isn't it, please explain, and you guys are the experts, but I'm thinking that's why I've got the Nature Strip hat on and that's why you'd be giving him another crack, surely, um, because of what that profile suggests, Dico. Well, I think that can correlate to one thing that you can sort of stamp is yep. that he starts a bigger price in the better races and he go, they go a better tempo and he exposes the weaker horses. So they went 5.4 lengths slower than the class of the 600 on Saturday. So it like lets the weaker horse be right next to him with a sharper turn of foot. So in the big races, there's bigger fields, better horses, more tempo. They're all exposed and he's, he thrives on that. So this is why he's just fascinating because if he went like a good, honest tempo for the class to the 600 and then got beat, I'm ready to pen him. But they didn't. Yeah. So he's going to improve, I reckon. He's in the right camp to improve in a grand final. He's done it time and time again. I'd be leaning to trusting him uh, as opposed to penning him. Can you please explain that then, Jules? No, I mean, the tricky thing you have to work out with Nature Strip is is that he's he, he's anchored now by these SPs that he's carrying. So you're suggesting, well, when he gets to $3 plus, he's going to be a bet. Now, I'm not uh, suggesting that. I'm just saying that's what the profile suggests. Yeah, well, the profile suggests that. So It could be just like the driver tipping me. One of the Godolphin's oh, well, we'll get to that later, yeah. won't we? Um, yeah, we will. Yeah. Look, I, I, I can't be backing him again off what I saw on Saturday. Okay. That's, that's the way I'll put it in. I'll put it into a punting perspective that unless he gets an absolute really wet track, over 1,200 metres, and he's probably third up, so I need to see him second up. And by that stage, um, you can really make up your mind. But from a punting perspective, because you're paying a premium for him, you're never getting... It's five dollars plus or six dollars plus, where you can have something on, and it doesn't really matter to your bank too much. Um, I won't be backing Nature Strip again, and he's been one of my favourites. Dicko, what did you learn from the weekend? Well, I learned that a lot of things, but my favourite thing was like the Twitter racing bubble is the best free content in in the world. Yeah, like I just I whenever I need a laugh and I see uh, odds on horse that gets back, miss and get beat, and just go on there and watch the nonnies just erupt. Which it, if I love it, and they outdid themselves yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday. So these blokes that bag riders and bag bad bets that they've had, now they're experts in cricket. Oh, <laughs> just when, when will it stop? You're telling me at eight sixteen, you've that's all you've got from a memorable yeah, weekend of yeah, racing like, about just, just fascinating stuff. That cricket. here they are, Pot and Pat Cummings for, for getting bold when these top orders failed in the last thirty minutes. We've lost yeah. five weeks. Honestly, have you got anything else for us? Um, <laughs> please, ex- no, I don't. No, I'm not for my, I've got about four. All right, four credits. DK, what did you? I mean, I should say, Dean Watling. What did you learn from the weekend? I think we learned that the market probably doesn't have as much as uh, impact on the way, well, especially myself and maybe other punters bet in these two-year-old races. I think because they're not so exposed, and we saw it again with the Silver Slipper on the weekend. Cylinder was well backed early, then was a big drifter out to 460. King's Gambit stayed solid, but 
we see time and time again um, with these two-year-old markets the last couple of weeks and prior to Christmas, the market sort of isn't the best guide, which it can be obviously with exposed form and then you can tie that all back into not having enough numbers on the board to figure it out. But I think moving forward in these two-year-old races, I think what we can learn is back your judgment. Don't think the market has that much of an impact on your thinking compared to the bigger exposed form where you have 10, 15 races. So that's what I learned on the weekend especially. Jules? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I, I speak about it a lot. I, I just think uh, early horses, first, second, third start, I just disregard um, starting price. And if people work off a starting price profile, which I know many do, which is great, and that's fine. That's the way you cut your edges. Um, just in those early two-year-old it's just irrelevant. I mean, yeah. it just it just doesn't have any impact really, and, and there's no real anchor towards it. And what it also shows is, there's a couple of things. I'd say the market's probably not that keen to play into these kinds of races, so that's why you're seeing these sort of no real um, strong pushes either way. And the other thing is there's nothing there that's showing them what they should be doing. No. So it's it's so inconsistent, so they don't want to play in it. They need some concrete data. They're not getting it at the moment I, I from think these to, to like back up Dean a little bit, Splinters, the, these horses, we're, we're learning about them for the first four starts, whereas we look at, say, the three-year-old lot or the nature strips of the world, we know what we've got. So the SPE is really, really relevant. Exactly. 0499736736. Keep those questions coming through. We'll have question time towards the back end of this hour. 0499736736. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, we'll come back with Please Explain. In the Lightning, 450 metres to go. Nature Strip drives up on the inside to match Marabi. They're a length and a half September run. Cool and Gatter. Then came Bella Nipatina. And further back in the field, Mullane. It's Nature Strip trying to kick. Cool and Gatter's getting close. And September run back on the inside at the 150. September run drives through and Cool and Gatter. Then Bella Nipatina. Cool and Gatter in the centre lifts. Cool and Gatter in front of Bella Nipatina. I wish I win late. Cool and Gatter announces herself and wins it from I wish I win. Bella thousand metre horses do what thousand metre horses do. They win thousand metre races. You've really um, latched onto that one, haven't you? I have, haven't yeah. I? I think there should be more thousand metre races. We breed sprinters. There's only two group one thousand metre races in the country. The Moyer Stakes and the Lightning Stakes. There you go. Would you be, hopefully, Cool and Cat is coming to um, the Quokka oh. for SEN. <laughs> Sounds like it's going Ascot to me. Well, Nature Strip might do now. Nature Strip for the Quokka. That's a good point. Might have to ask Rod Lyons. But when you have a look at the prize money, she won $600,000 for winning at Flemington. She'll win just under that if she wins the the King's Dan. She has to go halfway around the world. And history tells you when you come back, usually you don't perform back to your best. And she can make a million plus if she goes to the quarter. Yeah, but history also tells you when you're like installing steam rooms in your house... Cash isn't a big concern. Mm, don't know about that. So I don't think Johnny O'Neill's too concerned about like 600 versus 800. He's got plenty. And I think they want to go for a big ascot bender and okay. try and roll their horse home. That's what I think. Please. If I was betting man, which I am, yeah. that's what I'll be betting on. Oh, please explain. We'll start with you, Dean Watling. <laughs> My please explain comes out of the CS Hayes and the, probably the futures market, um, Australian guineas. I don't understand how Jack and O is still... $3.40 all-in markets. I just think that's an absolute ridiculous price. He should be much shorter, and I was not concerned about anything that probably come out of that the CSA's race on the weekend. So my please explain, fellas, is why is he so long in that market and what price will he start come race day? That's an interesting one. Jack and I does head to the Australian Guineas, 
And there's a chance that Ospapenko might be heading to the Australian Guineas as well. So which horse would you rather back if that happens, Jules? Well, at the moment, I'd want to be with Jack and I. Yeah. But, um, you know, as much as we sort of say he's going to be a great 1,600-metre horse, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, I love his – I think his platform into the Australian Guineas is going to be absolutely perfect. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – you know, I'd, I'd love to see, you know – the final field and then we, mm. we work it out from there on where he maps and all that kind of stuff and then you can go but I think Dino's probably right that is I, I didn't know I thought he would be shorter than that yep. yeah please explain for you. well mine was the whirlpool the other thing I did I did notice uh, in the stewards report and this has to be a new policy from Racing Victoria because I haven't seen it before but yes. maybe this has been going for a little bit longer than what I have noticed but Anavisto and Marabi had to be vet checked before the race on Saturday because yep. they'd had extended spells. So uh, Anavisto was 238 days and I think Marabi was 330 days. So they had to be vet checked before they went around. And I've never, I've never read that or seen that before on a racetrack. If you've had an extended spell, it had to be checked before, but uh, I wonder if I'm sure there's a listener Saturday out there. Thing, like a Saturday racing thing. Possib- there's no way they're doing that. Like there's, there's four year olds first up sort of like a Cointon or something. Yeah, yeah. I know they've, Got a few interesting policies, especially around the international horses. But I just wonder if this is new. I'm sure a listener out there will know because I just noticed that in the stewards' report that I've never seen before. DK, well, you'll please I've explain. I've got to please explain. Mainly to the driver, uh, Dean, Splinters, Watling, yourself. Is Af Cabin still the best three-year-old in the country? Well, I thought he was pretty good on the weekend. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> you like your horses stopping, dude. Well, I thought he was given a bit of so a task by Timmy going, Clark. It's going for 600, is it? Yeah, I wouldn't write him off just yet. No, I love the I love the run. I think it was when you're going forward and you look at the big picture, Tim Clark jumps off, J-Mac's going to get on, he's going to get up and trip, good open strike at 21.6% first up and then go off a cliff at 14.1% second up and then they peak 26.6% third up. So I think it's perfect for punters out there. You're going to get a bigger price come race day. Um, the market's going to be against it. Punter's going to be against him. He's going to get a lot more ticks than... Um, I think, and I think purely it just gives us a better price. I don't think anyone was chiming in a dollar fifty on the weekend, so I think it's nothing lost for us. And I still think he's one of the best, or if not the best, three-year-old in the country. We might hear from Timmy Clark before we get the comments from Jules and Dicko. Yeah, he had to do a bit of work at early stages. So he couldn't get a spot anywhere and had to roll up outside the leader. And by that point in the race, he'd done a fair bit of work. Just probably left him a little bit uh, vulnerable late. <laughs> little bit, a little Timmy. bit vulnerable. He went two and a half lengths inferior to what he did first up. Yep. Which is, if you haven't... And what, the... he did, what he did first up wasn't elite. Okay, so you're saying that he is, what, not in the top five three-year-olds or... No, I'm saying he's thereabouts. Okay. He's certainly not the best three-year-old yep. in the country. Jules? I'm worried about him Yeah, off that run because we talk about... I talk about just, I think, a minute ago, I spoke about the perfect platform that Jack and I sort of got now going to a 1,600-metre race. And I just think it's a complete uh, reverse for, say, Af Cabin. that It's been ridden warm... Um, I was worried about his action in the last 50 metres as well. Like this is a, I think this run will really take it out of Af Cabin mm-hmm. without being in the camp. I don't know, but I think this will take a little bit to get out of. And, you know, he starts at $1. sixty, and I know Dino says, oh, not many, no one was taking it. He starts at $1. sixty because there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of volume in there at the $1. sixty. If no one wants to back him, he starts two fifty, two eighty. dollars Volume is what speaks uh, with these horses' prices. So, um and, they, yeah, bet, and that, they, they bet here, like there's opinion in this race. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But like the positive is, is that he carries that. So that first up run I thought was 
gigantic, and I was really looking forward so to it. Just, I was worried about. I was worried about the map. I thought they'd go back. They decided to go warm, and I just am now. I can't back him third up. I just that's just me personally. I, I think that's a run that concerns me. Dino. Yeah, I think that's the only concern going forward that it's a pure gut buster. But I think we see it a lot. I think Anavista is probably the perfect example of a horse that you probably want to be against second up purely off a bomb trial into a really fresh, arrogant win first up. And they can often tailor off second up and then come back and peak third up. I think it's going to take all of James Cummings and the Dolphin Yard to get him back up after that potential gut buster. But in saying that, it was a hot day. They didn't go too quick. Um, so potentially it's not as bad as we see, but it's fascinating. Crate's probably a much better market and conversation in the round we can use moving forward. Giddy up, of course, for Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. So Afcabin's $5, Ossipenko $5, Sue Tiger $6.50, Jackano $6.50, and Marcellate at $8, Golden Mile $13, and Pier $13. A few of those horses won't go to the guineas, um, Dicko. So... Do you find any value in those markets? Nah, none. But, none. But I, I'm like genuinely excited about the race, and mm. I think the prices will make it a, a betting contest. And so not... because because it got beat and got beat badly, it's now going to be a great bet. If it had just gapped them, yeah, I wouldn't have even really. I'm not having. Paid, I wouldn't have even probably priced it. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just sort of being like, who cares? Mm. Yeah. I'm not being critical of Timmy Clark here. What I'm saying is that Timmy Clark probably. Thought that was the best way to ride off cabin on the weekend when well, he couldn't get horse, in. It's the best horse in Correct. the country if you listen to the driver yes. and James, right? Yes. So, like, what is he going to do? It's well, not, what it's I'm not saying, Clark's fault. The horse failed on Saturday. The horse sat outside the leader. The winner failed. Was, it failed. It uh, started at dollar fifty. Yeah, and got gapped in so, the last. Yeah, but it had excuses. Had excuses. So Did you think yeah, he ran best, well? The best horses in this country get get over excuses like that. Well, Nature's Trip didn't in the Everest. They're not machines, though. Lightning. Like, it was 40-degree no, no, day. He was a favourite. He, he worked out wide, did too much work and faded. I think we 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 have been, we're victims, the punters, of being in the Winks and Black Caviar era where exactly. we just expect all our champions to win, win, win at these kinds of prices. And we're starting to realise that these horses yeah. aren't mm. as good as what they are. And there was a few at Sydney as well. Like, don't forget Maria Mia, who's just Maria Mia. But put a massive number up, starts a dollar seventy-five or a dollar eighty, and then just obviously shows that she just got busted the previous start and can't hold that form. So we need to just try and recalibrate that they're not going to continue to Robots. win, 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 yeah. win. Yeah, that's, that's um, my point. It's, correct, not, that's it's not the saying. best horse. Yeah. It's not nearly the best three-year-old in the country, and it's going to be now very vulnerable in its grand final. It's going to be dependent on a barrier draw, a speed map, all these factors that if it was just too good for him, it wouldn't matter. Who's the best So Nature Strip got, gets beat sometimes, but the market says it's going to win. Yeah. The market says it's better than a 50% chance of winning most races it goes to, regardless of barrier, anything, because it's a really, really good horse. This horse, no. Who's the best three-year-old in the land then? Jack and I. All right. We'll take a quick break on the other side of it. In fact, we'll take the news as 8.32 on the other side of it. Full credits. And Platinum Jubilee in front by two lengths on cylinder, who's coming wider out giving chase. King's Gambit on his back, 250 out. Platinum Jubilee revved up now. A length in front to cylinder. King's Gambit getting to the outside with his final assault. Platinum Jubilee still in front. Cylinder's knuckling down now. Cylinder goes to Platinum Jubilee and Cylinder went home best. Cylinder ran down Platinum Jubilee and King's Gambit every hope third. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the Weekend Review. Gareth Hall, Jules Valance, Jack Dickens and Dean Watling. Time for full credit. My full credit's to the driver. He tipped a cylinder. 
And uh, sixty-seven dollars on Wednesday with Bet Three Six Five. And before I get Dicko's, before I get Dicko's opinion once again, let's play a grab from James Cummings after the race, talking about the performance of Cylinder with Greg Radley from Sky Racing. Cooking with gas with this one, he's, a, he's just loaded with ability. Uh, first up in his second preparation, that's a, that's, a, that's a damn good sign from this Colt. And uh, well, they, they kept him in the barriers long enough in a small field there just to test him out, but he, he, uh, he got back on all fours and he was uh, quickly away, good pace in the race. Uh, I'd be interested in how the time stacks up against the older handicappers in the race before but uh, and how the horse rates, but there were some big names in there and it was good to see that the horse is... Uh, Proving to be well and truly in the mix. Now, that was a good performance by Cylinder, um, Jules, because you know that when he was racing in Melbourne, this is a please explain for the Victorian stewards, he actually broke his jaw and displaced two teeth after he's knock, knocked his head in the in the barriers there. At, um, I think it was Caulfield. And then he was held up at a crucial stage and then went for a break and then came back with the victory like that. So um, how good do you think Cylinder is? He's pretty good. I've yeah. Rated this race this morning, and I've got it going really good. I mean, it ran a similar time to race 10, that Andermatt race, and they're good quality mm. older horses. So anytime the two-year-olds can go as quick as older, good quality horses, I give a, a big tick too. And I think they've come home just about best last 400, 200 of the day. And I think Cylinder itself came home about 11.08 last 200. So um, I reckon the race is going really well. Um, so he's right in the mix, I would have mm. thought. A big stand for the horse is... Like that Caulfield run, he was like one length, six of the four, better than average, all average. Then he was 2.4, better than 2.7. And then on Saturday, he was 1.4 better, 2.9, 3.1. So that's like a sustained acceleration through the last 600. At Caulfield, they did it off a walk. On mm. Saturday, they did it off a good, a moderate tempo. Like you, can, you cannot knock the horse. But you also question, there is the SPs and there is the race shape where they kind of came home as a bunch. Like they came home just behind each other. It'd be fascinating what the market does with these two horses, uh, first and third horse here next start. And I think I'd lean to Cylinder because he was stronger the last 200. But it's Paul Snowden. Uh, I don't know. Just like, with just those SPs, uh, I'm trying to listen to you properly today, Dicko, but you said you don't need to worry too much about the SPs with two-year-old racing. No, no, it was Dean. That was Dean. And oh, okay. I, I still... You still believe it was, it. it was it was me because I just I just think there's just not enough data for Correct. us to, to be solid on. But th these boys, but as the weeks uh, go by, there's more and more data. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And as the weeks go by, I think King's Gambit's overrated a little bit. Yeah, he was on Saturday for yeah. sure. But like, it's 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 pretty hard for any horse to run past a horse that runs home that quick. Yeah. Hey, full credit to you, Dano. You found this horse in the trials, and I need your full credit as well. Um, straight after your comments on Cylinder. Yeah, really good. I think the out of the race, Mumbai Muse is a horse I love, but she pulled up three out of five lanes. So forgive that. But I think Cylinder loved what they did at the trial, sent him to the front, and he did that. It was a really good ride by Brenton, and that stat and that profile, one trial into um, first up run for Godolphin Stable is elite. But not sure what to do with King's Gambit moving forward. I think he had his chance. He sweated up profusely there on the weekend again in that heat. So that's a slight concern for me. And I think Platinum Jubilee, I don't know how many more runs this really can have. Um, you sort of sort of don't want to bottom her out before the slipper and that, but going well. My full credit this week goes to the Stephen O'Day and Matt Hoisted combo. Their strike rate and their placement outside of Queensland is absolutely phenomenal. Over the last three years, they strike at 40% in Victoria compared to market expectation of 16%. And New South Wales, it's 45% compared to market expectation of 
43. We saw Scalapini on the weekend. I just think it's an elite placement by this stable and full credit for them for um, placing their horses brilliantly. Full credit, Jules. Oh, they're they're a ripper camp too. They yeah. do do a great job. Um, full credit to me. Just a little bit left of centre. I don't know. Um, full credit to I think the sneakiest of new market runs that yes uh, puts this horse right in the game. Let, I'd have to name the horse. Can I? Can I guess it? Yeah. Bonus notches. Correct. Geez, that was a fantastic new market run, and I know we're going to be swept up by. I, I wish, wish I, I win. win, which we should be, because it was outstanding, like, you know, 10 9, 2, last 200. But for a horse that's going to go to 50 kilos, oh, the jockey's going to be important. Yeah, I was going to say, who rides, Jules? I don't know. I don't know. Who would you like to ride? Jamie Carr. She might have. She, I don't think no, she has she, a ride. No, she, it's what I, who I would like and yep. who's actually, you know, in reality going to ride. Two different things. Mm. Jules, ring up Maddie Smith. You can get any rider you want, Jamie Carr. Has she got a ride for the new market? I think she does. Sure, she would. I know. She's got Iron Me in the Oakley Plate. Um, I don't think she can ride 50 anyway. Can she? Um, I think Willow she can. Could. If Willow could ride, Willow could ride 50? Can't he? Oh, well, he rode her. No, he's ride, riding her. Oh, he's riding him. Him. Well, if he's riding 50, then. Um, yep. Just doubling bet. Yeah, all right. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> Full credit, Dicko? Um, look. Jackson Oldham had an enormous set on Saturday for the mailbag. He's My, been carrying on a little bit on social media well, of late, your man. Yeah, like the next two I'm going to mention. Miles, big weekend on the tip, but don't they, let, they just love letting everyone yeah. know. <laughs> Splinters Watling, yeah. enormous set at Melbourne. And, and also, for the first time since I've known him, beat SP whilst doing it. So full credit. <laughs> but no, my biggest full credit genuinely is is Cool and Gatter. I, I just think she's a phenomenal filly who's done it like at, since she started. That's a big fat number on Saturday. I think she's been half underestimated by even everyone, like even their own camp sort of thing. And she just keeps delivering, keeps delivering. I'd be very – I wouldn't doubt anything she wants – they want to try and do with her now. Yeah. I was I was concerned with her on Saturday because I just thought she was a pure bend horse. Mm. She ticks that box now, doesn't she? So like it's just – there's always horse. like – she does it, but you're like, oh, yeah. She was blessed when she won at Mooney Valley. Yeah. She, she, she was, just, she was yeah. just a little bit earlier than him as a two-year-old. Now, bang. Yep. Full credit to Johnny O'Neill. Hopefully, I think he's making the decision today whether he accepts our offer to the clocker or not. My mail is out to get up an hour earlier just to get in the steam room, just to get the weekend yeah. celebrations out of what we got on the radio. Where would you go, Jules? Cool and get it. Oh, if, you know, I'd love to have the opportunity to um, have such a good horse, but I've got no idea where I'd go with this horse. Okay. I'll just go but, to the racing Twitter or tell you what to do. Yeah, that'll do. Yep. Hey, we'll, stay off that. we'll take a quick break. <laughs> We've got to go through our horses to follow and horses that we might be sacking. Plus, I'm playing a new game. It's called Yes or No. Um, ten questions, ten tough questions, ten controversial questions to the team, and they'll give me an answer. Yes or no. And no sense, uh, um, what's it? Fancy thing, Dino. You've got to yeah, say yes or no. Fence, All right, then. We'll take Racing a quick Twitter. break and we'll, a... we'll come back straight after this. Plus, keep on your keep keep your questions flowing through. 0499 736 I'll get to them as well before we wrap up the weekend review on this Monday. Oh, PK. <laughs> Welcome back I'm to in. the weekend review. 0499 736 Some great prices to give away. Dino's oh, got... The barrier Jill. tendon, and 
It's a limited edition of the Barrier Tenant because he's changing the name. <laughs> is he? Yes. What's he changing it to? I don't know. What, do you have any ideas well, for him? Well, because the punter and the dribbler out there, as they would, as I did, I just assumed he was loading up ponies did, on a Saturday. Did you <laughs> hear what happened there on when we're at the um, Classic Sales with Dino? He had his kid out, the mm. Barrier Tenant, and it's well known amongst the, the Twitter and the younger punters because yep. they follow him religiously. So we're introducing him to a few of the major players of racing and they go, oh, Dean Watling, Barry attendant. Oh, what track are you, what track are you working at? So he's, he said, I've got to go and change the name. Rebrand. He also gave himself up when the horse like shook a bit and he jumped. Through <laughs> <him>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think you work yeah. with horses, mate. Horses to follow. We'll start off with you, Dean Watling. Yeah, obvious one. I wish I win. I think out of the... Three-year-old race there, Princess Dalhalo was really good. I think any other track rather than Flemington would be suited. I think Roots was really good in Sydney and one out of Friday night for the Peter and Paul Snowden camp, Vomo Island was really, really good. Um, I think held up, should have won that race. So I wish I win Princess Dalhalo, Roots and Vomo Island for me, fellas. Jules? Buenos Noches and Uncle Bryn. Cannot wait for Uncle this Bryn. This what trip. I was Uncle Bryn. It was a run that just suggested. Well, I'll see you next week. Yeah. Um. Wait. He's he's got a bit. I think we spoke about it Saturday morning with you guys. He's yeah. got a big win in him this autumn. Mm-hmm. I got a few. Buenos noches, and I wish I win the obvious ones. Uh, Timor. I thought was really really good. Uh, Elusive Express and Muramasa for like sort of second and third up this prep. I think they're they're flying. I think Mitch Friedman's horse attrition is. Above average, way above average. And I thought uh, not an option. It was 1,000 metres to 400, gap between runs. It was very, was very on. good versus the shape and we'll be ready to win next start and the start after. Yeah. Just with the new market, thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Thank you, Dicko. In secret, 350. I wish I win five. Private I7. Imperatrice, she wasn't meant to be coming to Melbourne, but she is now. And they were going to give her a break and then set her for Queensland, but she went that well the other day. She comes to Melbourne for the new market at $7. Giggy Kick at 8 who's not competing. Bonus Notches at 11 Beautiful. He's a better chance than Imperatrice, isn't he? Um, <clears throat> I think his biggest I'd, edge, Jules, is he loves a straight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think Craig Williams going on, he just can ride this horse a little bit more positive than what he was being ridden in the spring, I think. Yeah, which also goes back to the nature strip stuff. We've talked it to death, but that's what holds him up everywhere as well. He has phenomenal track and trip stats at all the big group one races. Yeah. All right, then. We'll take a quick break. That's the horses to follow here on the weekend review. On the other side of it, a 10-question comp. It's not a comp. It's, it's what, like it's what, a comp. What would you call it? A 10-question shootout. Shootout. Bang, bang. Training. And um, we'll also go through some future markets. Plus, we might have to go just a little bit after 9 o'clock, Oscar, because those questions are flowing in, so we've got to let the people and speak. Also, Oscar, we need to get a stinger for please explain. It needs to be Pauline. Yes. Can we sell it out for next week, please? We will. 0499 736 736. Time for a quick break. It is five minutes to nine o'clock in the east, five minutes to eight that. o'clock in Queensland. Um, do we go through the text messages or some future markets or do we play our you shootout? The shootout so you All right, let's hit. go to the shootout. Here we go. So these are 10 questions, Dino, and you've got to say yes or no. You ready? All right. Yeah. All right. Then. Pumped. So you, you've got to be excited, <laughs> Dino. It's live radio, I'll start. So this is the order. Dicko, Jules, and Dino. Yes or no? Dean just threw his bum on the fence. Here we go. Sure he's getting real wobbly. I'm nervous. First one. Is Nature's Trip finished? No. Yes. 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 
There, no, that's interesting. Afcab and the best three-year-old in the land? <laughs> no. No. Yes. Oh, yes. turn it up. Is the Cadolphin driver a better judge than Dicko? No. Clearly. <laughs> I don't yes. know who the driver is, but. Yes. <laughs> they love him, who mate. would you give a horse to in Queensland? Stephen O'Day, Matt Hoistad, or Tony Golan? Mark Curry. Well, you can't say that, you idiot. Tony Golan. Yeah. I thought it was yes or no. Well, that's, it's like. It's a um, shootout. You're sort of it's moving a shootout. The, yeah, it's like an O'Day ant- and Hoisted. All right, then. Uh, O'Day and Hoisted. All right, then I'd go Golan. Um, is I wish I win a moral in the new market? No. 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 All right, then. Um, is that elliptical? 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 Oh, <laughs> oh, God. He hasn't oh, had his no. first trip. Anthony Freeman. I'll, I'll rephrase that. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> Freeman. Anthony can we get that booster as quickly without that sugar? <laughs> is that is the C.S. Hayes stakes form any good, Jules? No. It'll be okay. Average. All right, then where are we going now? Keats or the inevitable? Keats, get involved, please. Keats. This hurts me, but... You owe me a sling. Keats. (laughs) Thank you, Slinners. That's a bit harsh. Mark Sarah or Ben Mellon to ride for your life? Sarah. I knew that would put you on the fence. It's so good. Yep. Um, Zara Salham. Salham. I'll go Mellon. All right, then. And... The other one was Bella Anderson, a little stiff to lose her job. Just a mind-boggling decision to <laughs> like to to start her and then finish her. Like just bad business. Oh, stay way out of this. <laughs> no comment. I don't know I'm anything the, about. No, it. hang on, yeah. Splinters. Comment. Oh, I am. No, I am on the fence. Oh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm staying out. I of think it. Bella. I, I, ten job lobs. I, I think Bella do a wonderful job at Betfair. Tommy Haylock and all that great signing. What a signing. Um, Easy, the easiest signing of so all time. So we'll go through the questions after the news. We'll spend five or so minutes with the questions. So we'll go through some future markets. Blue Diamond, first of all. Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Barber 550, Still City 7, Learning to Fly 7, Brave Halo 7, the instructor for First Light Racing. Great friends of ours here. I wish them the best of luck. Hopefully they win at $9. And Don Corleone at $9. Little Bros at $15 here. Any value? Before the barrier draw, Jules? Zero value before Zero. the barrier draw for these kinds of horses. I mean, I, you read out a few horses there that are not even going to go. So, yep. um, no, I think uh, barrier draw is going to be crucial here for these. And just let's be very, very aware of this. It is at the lakeside. It is yes. around the circle. And it's going to be dry. Forward of midfield is just an enormous plus. Hey, Dick, I, I've got I've got a a seat left on our table that we were sitting at. Um, do you mind if I give that away to one of our listeners on Thursday? They can sit with you. <laughs> yeah. oh, that'll be a great prize. No, that's good. Oh, yes. that's good, good, is it? Yeah. Yes. Hey, oh, that's fantastic. Can't they're, wait. They're, Excited. They'll definitely, they'll definitely vote because you, you won't be invited. Um, Chipping Norton Stakes, $1.80. Can you take that for Animo, Dino? Uh, no, I don't think there's any value in taking right, that. Then. Oakley Plate. As far as five fifty, surely some value there outside of Sfura. Um Uncommon James eight Star Patrol seven Lofty Strike seven I Me five fifty. Race of the autumn. What a race! Yeah, I had a question here, Jules. Do you know if Passive Aggressive is going to this race or not? I didn't think it was. No, it mate. isn't. It's going straight to Sydney. Challenge. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. challenge. Okay. Why do you ask Jules? I'm the journo here. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. Jules knows everything. Hey, we'll take the news. Yeah, he does know everything. He don't. We'll he take don't. the news. And oh, on the other great day, Splinters dodged it there. Yeah. Oh, on the it. other side of it, we've got your questions. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Some great prizes to give away as well. Getting up on a Monday morning, which means it's a weekend review, and it's been such a busy morning, so much to dissect. We're just ticking over past the hour here. Let's go through your text messages as promised. Um, full credit to Dino. He just prints money for fun. Ever sick of winning, Dino? It's a good point. This is from Tommy from Tamworth. Please explain Dicko and his same race multis. He's seeing them like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Get Dino to give some out on Thursday. Hey, Tommy, Dean, anyone's welcome to engage in the same race multi content. Oh, I do need help. Um, to the boys, do they think See You in Heaven can win the Australian Guineas? I still think she is a chance. Thought she did a bit wrong Saturday, and there is improvement in her. Yet once third up, um, that's from Mitchy. Your thoughts there, Jules? I'm with you, Mitch. Um, Jack and O'Clear clear top pick, but uh, I reckon that race has gone gangbusters compared to say the elliptical race. So if she goes there, yep, I want to be with her. Please explain climbing star, Dicko. Awful. One of the worst bets I've had in recent memory. Um, Af who? That's from Swanee. Af cabin, Swanee. Um, please explain, <laughs> why isn't the silver slipper run the week before the golden slipper? That's from Sean. Because there's been seven silver slipper winners that have gone on to win the golden slipper. And I think that they just want more horses running in the silver slipper because it's hard for those babies to back up, I would imagine, Sean. Dino, do you have an opinion there? Yeah, I think you nailed it. And the Todman's the next lead up. So I think a break into the slipper is perfect. Dicko is Captain Obvious. Gee whiz. Who was that? I don't know. I didn't Who put their name to it. Put your name to it. Yeah. He doesn't know his favourite, Gareth. I wasn't trying to. You, you probably missed what I was trying to say when I gave the stats for AF Cabin. Uh, Nature Strip. Nature Strip, I say. Come on, man. Yeah. I hope he wins. I hope he, I hope he wins the um, TJ Smith. It's good to have hope. Yep. We live in no reality. Um, why can't they run the Chipping Norton Stakes in the Liverpool City Cup at Warwick Farm? Because it's... I'd rather be on a Saturday at um, Ramwick or Rose Hill, I guess. I'd rather be at Warwick Farm than Rose Hill. Yeah. Seriously, love listening to you guys, especially Dino and Jules. Keep up the great work. <laughs> and no, he did say, and the best being Dicko. Keep up the great work. That's go Don's posty Troy. Um, you don't need to have that in, Gareth. For no. Dino's just sitting there in his little room. He's in the car park at Cronulla. Just had a surf and he's just texting in for fun. Um, there's a <laughs> couple of questions coming through. Bonus Notches, what price do you think he'll start, Jules, in the new market handicap? Oh, I don't think he expects his Titan right up, but I think um, you might. I think he'd be around somewhere single, like high single figures, I think. Morning, lads. This is to Jules and Dicko and Dino. We are forgetting that Afcabin bled last prep. Wouldn't be surprised if he had a bleed on Saturday. How do you read that situation there, well, Jules? Well, if he did, he you'd wouldn't hope be on the races anymore. You'd so. hope that no. if he did, that was um, reported. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that's and part, of, part of the do narrative. That. Is like, yeah. he, he did bleed, so he was sort of that. Those horses are more wound up to return because they need to test them so they don't bleed again. So that's why he was very good first up and has come back to reality second up, I, I think. I like this one. I have a please explain. Why is Dicko talking about cricket when he has no idea? If you can defend Cummins' shot, then you haven't got a clue. That's from Rob from Tuller. Well, Rob, <laughs> you're, you're not in Delhi, mate. That's what my point is, is that, like, let the big boys do the big boy stuff. Pat Cummins is not a batsman. He's, yeah. a, he's a bowler, the, a fast bowler. Yeah. 
Your thoughts, this is from Ronnie, your thoughts, guys. It's going to be interesting to see how Afcabin comes through. Always wear his second up after a bleed. Next start is D-Day. History tells you that it's concerned as they go through their preparation, bleeders. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. I hopefully think, I hopefully for um, the driver's sake and my sake, that he, he does step up in the Ramwick Guineas. This is to Jules. Um, Oakley Plate. What are we looking for regarding a Sandown, Sandown Lakeside track? Um, do they need low barriers? How do we try and work out this race? No, it's, it's going to be tricky. Um, it comes out of – so very different. This will be the shoot. So don't oh, be good. too worried about barriers with this 1,100 metres. Very different to say how I think the Blue Diamond will be run it's, and won. It's absolutely fascinating because what Jules is talking about is right, but that, that the majority of that data is Wednesday – midweek racing where there's no tempo and then on Saturday they're going to be group ones with like ferocious tempo so potentially yeah. like midfield's okay versus a Wednesday where it's not yeah but just I suppose for the punters just for a starting position you yeah, know yeah. And usually we find out from, from it's going there. to be a nightmare isn't it the start it's if like you're looking to have pass. an early bet on Saturday back third of a race if they're going to settle on the back third just wait yeah and interesting also on Saturday there are two 1800 meter races are actually going to be run out of hillside so there's a bit going on on Saturday that hopefully Racing Australia do cover for the punter out there, yeah. and it's not just when you get there you find out that the two 1800s at the hillside and the rest are at Lakeside, and then you've got the 1100 Oakley Plate coming out of the chute. Let's get some information out there for the punters. It's been confusing, hasn't it, sometimes? Yeah, I, I wish it was the Lakeside for the 800 metre race. Yeah. Yeah, it is do you think they might renovate that, Jules, and turn it into a proper 11? Like, I love betting on a Saturday at Sandy, and I think going forward I'd love to see them renovate it have a proper 1,100-metre start and have a, the proper finish base? Uh, I think probably because they've just been had their hands tied with Caulfield. So once Caulfield comes back into to action, then that's where they MRC are sort of together, obviously, in that relationship that those 1,100 metres are always going to be run out of Caulfield. So without knowing too much, Dino, I get your point, but I'd say probably once Caulfield's done, that, that solves that issue for them. I'd say definitely not because they've, they've invested in another Caulfield track. So there's going to be two there. All right, then we've got two more questions before we say goodbye. Morning, boys. Can we ask Dicko if Keats is running this weekend in the Group 2 Peter Young Stakes? If so, Jules basically declared it will win next start. I, I what are the think, boys' thoughts? I don't think Jules thought we'd be going <laughs> to a Group 2. I had a major asterisk on it. <laughs> don't go against the big guys. But um, they mightn't be, it mightn't be the worst-placed horse in the world. Because why, why, not, think... why not have a go? Like We could come here on Monday morning and we just knocked off two Melbourne Cup winners. So that's that's He's... our plan and we'll just see what yeah. happens. I can tell you if they do, he won't be here. No. <laughs> he went to a career peak there first up, Dico. So I really like that. So I think you first, can have a little bit of confidence. First preparation, like first full preparation under Jesus Bedgood too. So yeah. Hopefully hey, not full just a credit spike. to the, the Marbag boys. I, I, I heard Lizzie Delsk give you guys... Um, a lot of praise for the job that you've done to promote the game, especially the All-Star Mile with the mural that was painted on Latrobe uh, Street in the city of Melbourne. Can we, can we get that clip? I yeah, I, that. I did actually video it. Um, last one from Scotty because he's a great, um, he's a loyal listener. Afcabber didn't have the best of runs and was second up, so perhaps we forgive. But if he was heading to a Group 1 mile, I would have thought even with the run he had, he would have finished better. Perhaps he's a twelve to 1,400 metre horse. That's what you think, Dicko. Uh, I, I don't. I just think he's not the like the standout best three-year-old miler in the country. And it's yep. going to be a fascinating watch the next time they all go to battle. In secrets, the best three-year-old in the country, Mickey G says. And what chance are we giving Private Eye first up? This is the last one. 
in the in the new market. Well, he'll carry fifty eight in the new market, so it'll be a big performance. But he will be ready to rock and it's going to be a great race as this week with the Oakley Plate will be. All good. Always a pleasure, Jules. I'm off to tag a mural. Yes. Can you get a selfie? <laughs> can you get a selfie with Keats? I will. I will. Yeah. And many thought, Jack. No, this is. Can you? Can we get this on record? Many thought that um, Dicko paid you to say what you said about Keats last week. I wish he did. Yeah. <laughs> Dicko, have a great Baby day. Bag. Hey, I love you all. I love you all too. I don't. I love you. I don't know if I do love you. I don't know what I'm saying. Dino, <laughs> thank you. Thanks, fellas. Enjoyable. Well, getting right. that booster is ASAP. Yeah. Um, time, time for bag of tips straight after this on Giddy Up on this Monday morning. That's the weekend review.